You are listening to the Feast Podcast from the Light of Jesus family. We share here significant and heartfelt messages for you to reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face your challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. I'm going to preach today on this one message. Tell somebody beside you, you look like Jesus. Oh, it's so true. So true. So true. Grab your seats, everybody. Touch somebody beside you. Tell that person, God will speak to you today. And tell that person, you look beautiful. You look like Jesus. Let's say it in Tagalog. Can we? Can we? Tell somebody beside you, Kamukamu si Lord. Someone, someone sent me a, someone sent me a message. Um, one of the mysteries of life, sinabi niya. Here. <coughs> Kung galing ka sa unggoy, bakit may mukhang kabayo? Tell somebody beside you, hindi mo kamukha ang unggoy or kabayo. Kamukha mo si Lord. You know, the reading today, Audie read about it, and we're going to investigate this tense relationship between man and animals. That's what we're going to explore. All through Scripture, you find this relationship, and it, the, the, it's clear, you know, man and beasts, man and animals, they, they come from one source. Ask me what? Dirt. Dirt. In the book of Genesis. And then both were made on the same day. The sixth day. But it was very clear in the reading we read in chapter 1 verse 26. He made us in his image and likeness. So that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and the livestock. Everybody say rule. And, and when man is supposed to rule over the animals, it's not to maltreat or manipulate. or No, it is to rule with magnanimity. Can everybody say magnanimity? Spell magnanimity. Love na lang, love. Rule with love. Rule with love. And my dear friends, when you rule, when man rules the animals with love, you know what's going to happen? Ask me what? Harmony. That's what's going to happen. There will be harmony. Listen, listen, very important. St. Francis of Assisi got that. Yes? He got that. When he sees a dog, he calls the dog, brother dog. When he sees a cat, he says, sister cat. When he sees a rat, this I don't get, brother rat. I mean, if Mickey Mouse, okay, you know, but I mean, it's... I will not, if I see a cockroach, I will not call Brother Roach. I'm sorry, I'm still spiritually immature. I will crush those crawling things in Jesus' name. But harmony. You go through scripture. There's one in the book of Isaiah that's very, very interesting. I, I, it's, it's about the new creation. Everybody say new creation. Isaiah 11, verse 6 and 7, it says, The wolf will live with a lamb. The leopard will lie down with a goat. The 
Diba kinakain yun ng is- But no, they're gonna live together. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. And a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together. And the lion will eat straw like an ox. The lion will be a vegetarian. The infant will play near the cobra's den. Wow! Son, what's that? My pet mommy, cobra. And the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. You know what I like about this? When it says, and a little child will lead them. Can everybody say that? And a little child will lead them. A time will come, God says, that you no longer will have to lead with anger or threats or intimidation because that's what's happening now. Am I right? When you're a leader, you, you, you need to have that power, you know? I'm, and if you don't follow me, you know, you're going to get the consequences. A time will come, Jesus says, that the leader will be a child because everybody wants to be led. Everybody has the humility. And wow, that's amazing. You know what? I got a glimpse of that. You, you, it's, this, this is my personal experience. I had a glimpse of that. When I was 14 years old, Light of Jesus, this community started in 1980. The real founders of the community are my mom and my dad. But from day one, they told me, Bo, you're going to be our leader. We were 30 people in the prayer group. I was the youngest. (laughs) Some were married. You know, many of them had jobs, but they followed me. I had a glimpse of this, that this is possible to be led by a child. And what does, what, why? Because of that. We're going to explain more about this in a while. But friends, this is exactly what we're talking about. Let, let me share with you something very important about, about where, where, how did sin enter our lives? Ask me how. Adam and Eve. The symbolic story of Adam and Eve, if you look at it, what made them fall? Who seduced them? Aha, read it. Genesis. We're going to go through a lot of scripture today. Is that okay? Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. A beast. A serpent. So again, animal. Now, we read, already read, chapter three, verse, ch- chapter 1, verse 26. Who rules who? Man rules the animals. Yes or no? But when Adam and Eve were tempted by the serpent, they did not rule over the serpent. They allowed the serpent to rule over them. Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it's okay. What am I saying? Brother Bo, what are you saying? I'm saying, if you don't take charge over something, bad things is going to happen. Are you with me? If God wants you to take charge of your career and you don't, bad things will happen. If, if God wants you to take charge of your household and lead your family to Jesus and you don't do it, bad things will happen. If God wants you to take charge, take charge. Elbow somebody beside you and say, take charge. 
take responsibility. This, this is so crucial. But, but let me go back to, that's just a side message. What, what I want to say that, that instead of ruling over the animal, Eve, she allowed the animal to rule over her. Is everybody listening to what I'm saying? When you do that, bad things will happen. Like what? A few years later, Adam and Eve, they had two sons, Cain and Abel. What did Cain do? Because you did not rule the beast, you allowed the beast to rule over you. Chapter 4, then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. What crouches at your door? A serpent. A serpent. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. The word rule again. The writer of Genesis, brilliant, brilliant. You know, chapter 1, verse 26. God says, rule, rule over the beast. And now in chapter 4, did Cain rule over the beast? No. Sadly, he allowed the beast to rule over him. So that in chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Now Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out into the field. Everybody say field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. What attacks in the field? Shout it out if you know. Beast. What's the message? Ask me, what's the message? Hold someone's hand and say, this is very important. We're, we're made in the image and likeness of God. Yes or no? You look like Jesus. That, that's the original plan. But we're supposed to act like God. We're now acting like beasts can everybody say ah so that's where brother bo is leading us to are you are you trying are you getting now nakakasakay na ba in a war look around you this world is cruel this world is cruel because people are acting like beasts. Oh, man. 1980, in the 80s, a guy attended our small prayer meeting. I still remember that day. While, while worship, he started crying. He started sobbing. He started weeping. I brought him inside the house. And he confessed. He said, he was a soldier. He was tormented by memories of killing babies. He said that he and his soldiers, they will attack a village in the mountains and they will kill men, women, and children. Why? The instructions given to him is that those babies will grow up to become soldiers who will kill them. So kill them while they're babies. There are no winners in a war. Winners and losers 
are losers. Why? Everyone acting like beasts. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Can I give you four examples of how we sometimes act like beasts? Number one, the bad habit of lust. You know when I talk to guys who fell into adultery, who have affairs, and I'm, I'm, I'm counseling them? Some of them, not all, some of them carry within them this subtle pride. <laughs> it seeps out. It's like this swagger. Oh, ano nangyari? Ito, brother Bo, lalaki eh. Guapo eh. Subtle pride, you know? Lalaki tayo eh. You know what? And some women, they corroborate. Yes or no? You know, some women, they say, kasi yung mister ko, lalaki. Kaya ayan, may maraming babae. Hello! Friends, are you sure? Is that what a lalaki does? What a man does? Or is that what a dog does? When a dog is in heat, it will attack any other dog available and it will do it. Whatever do it means. You know what I mean. I wanted to show pictures, but there are kids here. Never mind. I want to tell every philandering, promiscuous man, Tao ka. Hindi ka aso. Hello? I'm not preaching to them alone. I'm preaching to myself because I'm a man. I know what this is all about. Once upon a time, I had a porn addiction. When I was much younger, it, 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 it's crazy when you have a porn addiction. It was uncontrollable. I could not control myself. There was this, there, I was acting like an animal. At that time, there was no internet yet. And so at 1 o'clock in the morning, I can still remember, 1 in the morning, I'm, I'm walking in the streets looking for a magazine stand to buy a pornographic magazine. It, it was horrible. It just, just there's, this, there's this, like an animal in me. But I want to say this to you. God redeemed me, and God will redeem you too. And He is a God who... The Holy Spirit that worked in me is the same Holy Spirit that is in you. And, and, and I, I'm telling you now, hey, listen to me. Let, listen to me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a guy. When I see a pretty woman, I look. My wife knows that I look. That's okay. Here's the problem. When a woman passes by, a pretty woman passes by and I look. And I keep on looking. And I keep on looking some more. That's the problem. You know why my marriage is strong? Ask me why. why? Louder. Why? Because I have only one sexual fantasy in my wife, in my life, and that's my wife. Only one woman that I fantasize about. I have sex movies in my mind. It's true. But that's just me and my wife, period. That's why my marriage is strong. How can a, someone who was a porn addict before be faithful to his wife right now, even until my thoughts? 
because of the Holy Spirit that is working in you. You can't do it on your own. You can't. I can't. But God can. If you give and submit your life to Jesus. Can I move to another example? Temper. Same thing, temper. When you blow your top, when you shout and you scream and you're, you're, you're filled with rage and, and you throw stuff away and then after a while, after a while, you, you say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And you, you regret saying the bad words you said and you say, Tao lang eh. Can I say this in Tagalog? Ang baba ng tingin mo sa tao. What a low opinion you have of being a human being. You don't, don't, don't say, Tao lang eh. Maybe you should say, Gorilla lang eh. <laughs> Am I right? That, that's what an animal does, filled with rage. King Kong lang eh. But a human being is made in the image and likeness of Jesus. Do I hear a loud amen? Tell somebody beside you, you look like Jesus. In fact, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, let's go there. Let's go all the way to the New Testament. I I, I love, I'm going to read this to you. It's, It's powerful. It says, the fruit of the Spirit. Do you have the Spirit in you? Oh no, you don't know. How many of you are baptized? That means the Holy Spirit is in you. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit is in me. And the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Spirit that is in you. I'll give you another example. Greed. Everybody say greed. When you have a greedy person in government, there will be massive suffering in the country. Yes or no? If there is a greedy person in the family, the family will break up. Yes or no? A woman came up to me crying. She said, Brother Bo, two of my brothers are suing each other because of inheritance. Common story? And she told me, our family's gone. Once upon a time, we would, have, we would meet as a family in, a, in the dining room. Now, we meet in the courtroom and only in the courtroom. You know, why, you know why there's greed? Ask me why. Greed is always fueled by fear. And do you know what happens? You become cruel. And all you have to do is to look at the animal kingdom and you will find cruelty there. So when you see cruel people, greedy people who want everything and they don't mind stepping on other people as long as they have it, you see a mirror between animals and men. I was reading about, I was reading about wasps. <laughs> you know what wasps are? Do you know that when they're born, a few seconds after they're born and they hatch from their eggs, they will start killing their siblings to survive. Hey, when people do that, when people kill each other, when people step on each other's shoes just to get what they want, you're using your insect brain. The female praying mantis. Have you read this? The female praying mantis, 30% of the time, in the act of mating, will decapitate its partner. In the act of mating. Ask me why. 
because when she gets pregnant, she wants to have nourishment. And the head is very good. It's a source of protein. Poor guy. My gosh. Not really. After, after their mating, he doesn't have to think of dinner anymore. He's the dinner. The black widow does the same thing. The most venomous spider in North America. The black widow, that's why they call it black widow, is after mating, they eat their partners. Not only that, worse, they eat their children. Out of 900 eggs, 200 will remain. Brother Bo, these are insects. Well, not just insects. Rabbits. Nice, fluffy, adorable rabbits. I took care of them when I was a kid, I know. They're very clean creatures. So clean. But for some unknown reason, some of them have this propensity of cleaning their house. And to make their house really clean, they will eat their weak children. <gasps> yes. Hamsters. Hamsters are worse. Adorable, cute creatures. Some of you played with them. But when they have seven children, sometimes what they do is they'll space eating their children. This week they'll eat this child, and then next week they'll eat another one, so that they'll always have food. On the third week they'll eat another one. Oh, Junior, you've gained weight. Good. Come to Mama. Come to Mama. <laughs> Brother Bo, please stop. This is so repulsive. The stories you're telling us. Why are you telling us this? Because I see it in humanity. I see it in people. When we get greedy, when, when, we, when we become judgmental, when, when we start condemning people, when we don't think of other people, we just think of ourselves. We act like this. We become cannibals. I want to wake you up. This is not you. God's call for us is to be human again. Saint Irenaeus would say the glory of God is man fully alive. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with one, one last habit. The habit of apathy. Say apathy. What is apathy? I'll show you what apathy is. May I? Luke 16. Jesus says, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Everybody say rich man. Everybody say very rich man. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Do you know what's problematic about this story? Ask me what. Where was Lazarus? At, the, at, at his door. Did you notice the rich man did not hit him, hit Lazarus, did not spit on him, the rich man didn't even say, Lazarus, get out. I don't want you at my door. Shoo, go away. He didn't do anything to Lazarus. The problem was not what he did. The problem was what he did not do. Apathy. And I see that. We see that all around us. There's suffering everywhere. And we just go mind our own business. 
you know, family members are in need, they're, they're suffering, they go through, we don't even give a lending ear, we, 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 we don't care. When you do not care, that's the beast. God created us one notch higher. We're made like Jesus. Selfishness. How do you get rid of selfishness? Can I sh I'm going to end here. I'm going to close here. How, how do we get rid of selfishness? Ask me how. I want you to say, shout it as loud as you can. How, Brother Bo? Children, listen carefully. Your professor is speaking. God has a solution for selfishness. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. In Genesis chapter 3, you know, the, the, moment, the moment men fell, Jesus was already mentioned. Chapter 3 verse 15, God was speaking to the serpent and he said this, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Jesus was already being prophesied. Jesus is coming. He's going to come. He's going to be a man. And he's going to live in this cruel world. And he's going to accept all the cruelty of the world. 39 lashes on his back. Crown of thorns on his head. They're going to spit at him. They're going to reject him. They're going to crucify him on the cross. But what he's going to do, he's always going to act in love. No matter how cruel. People around him were acting like beasts. People around him were acting like animals. But he acted in love. Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. This Jesus, listen, this Jesus, is he selfless? Is he selfless? That's number one. Number two, are you made like Jesus? You're made in his image and like it. You're made, therefore, everybody say therefore. You've got the DNA of Jesus in you. You've got the DNA of selflessness in you. Is Jesus humble? Then you're also humble. Is Jesus kind? Is Jesus, does Jesus have self-control? Then that DNA of self-control is in you. Is in you. Um, put your hands over your chest and say, because of Jesus, I'm selfless. Everybody say, because of the Holy Spirit, I'm selfless. It's there. It's deep within you. You just have to bring it out. The Holy Spirit will do the miracle. You don't do it. You can't do it on your own. But God will do it. Tell somebody beside you, you look like Jesus. Audie, you better close this talk. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bo. A big hand on Brother Bo. Brother Bo gave you four examples of bad habits. Let me do the same thing, but I'll switch it around. I'll tell you four examples of good habits. May I? I really believe that um, having a strong spiritual life uh, is very important. In fact, everything can be going wrong in your life anywhere else. But if you've got a strong, stable, solid spiritual life, you know you're going to be okay, right? So here are four essential habits that you need to learn. By the way, these are not the only habits that you can learn or cultivate, but these are four essential ones that you need in your life. Are you ready for this? The first habit you need to learn is the habit of prayer. Okay, the habit of prayer. 
We are all spiritual beings. You agree? We're made in the image and likeness of God. And so if we are spiritual beings, that means there's a spirit in us. The only way that we can nourish that spirit is if we communicate with our Creator. We were made to commune with the Lord. Some of you think that, that, that breathing, uh, praying, or rather, some of you should treat praying like you're breathing oxygen. Say oxygen. It's like breathing oxygen. You know, you don't breathe just once a day or, or once every moment, once every two minutes. You breathe every time, right? So treat prayer as like your, your oxygen that you need. Some of you here might not have developed this habit yet of praying. You know, you don't have to start real fast. You don't have to be a monk and pray five hours a day. No, you start for 10 minutes. Start slow. And then slowly work your way up. You know, every day pray for 10 minutes and then maybe the following day pray for 15 minutes. The secret is that you do it daily. Okay? Can you tell your neighbor, you got to pray daily? You got to pray daily. Because you're a spiritual creature, you're a spiritual person, you need to engage with your spirit. Okay, that's the first habit. The second habit is the habit of meditating the word. Can you say meditate the word? Meditating the word. That's beautiful. The word is the bread of life. Jesus said that man shall not live on on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so if the word of God is our bread, it's what's supposed to nourish your life and sustain you. But imagine this. Can some of you here, can anybody here just eat once a week? Yes? Can you imagine eating once a week? You eat Monday and then the next meal you have is the Sunday after that. Will you survive? No, you'll get thin, but you'll die. You got to eat every day, right? Some of you even eat like five, six times a day. That's how you treat the word. You need to consume the word and meditate it, digest it, chew it every day. Some people walk around with very healthy bodies, okay? But some of you don't know that deep inside, their spirit is languishing. Why? Because of malnutrition and malnourishment. They're not feeding their soul. They're only feeding their bodies. That's what happens. I liken those people to drug addicts. Why drug addicts? Well, simply because drug addicts never get hungry. They don't have the, have the appetite to get hungry because of the drugs that they're taking. And in so many ways, Christians who don't have a regular intake of the word are like drug addicts. Because you've already lost your spiritual appetite for God because of the world that has drugged you. You understand what I'm saying? Here's the third habit. The third habit is the habit of serving the church. Serving the church. That's what you're doing now. You may not be serving the church, but you're attending the church and that's great. But some of you think that you can just attend once a week. You know, you've got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You've got so many days still left before you hit Sunday. What are you doing? You got to engage with, with, with the community that you're in, the parish that you're in, and attend the feast regularly, you know? Attend the feast weekly. There's some people here who have been coming for years, and that's great. And if you can't serve the church, you know, be part of a light group. Start a light feast in your area where God has planted you. But that's one great habit. The Bible says, let us not give up the habit there it is, the habit of meeting together as some are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more since you see that the day of the Lord is coming near. That's a great habit to have, the habit of serving the church. But here's the fourth and last habit. 
It's great if, if you can develop the habit of sharing God's love. Sharing God's love. I preached yesterday in the youth in, the, in Camp Kalia. Can we give a shout to all the youth here? Wow, you must mahina papo. I preached yesterday in Camp Kalye, and one of the biggest problems of the youth now is that they're afraid. They have a lot of fears. And one of the things that I shared with them is the, one of the best ways for you to conquer your fear, the Bible only uses one word, and that's called love. God's love is the way to conquer fear. And so I told them that if you want to help young people or minister to young people who are afraid, the first thing you need to do is to receive God's love. And once you've received God's love, then you're able to become God's love. That's the challenge that we have nowadays. So many people are broken. So many people are hurting. And they need God's love in their life. God has put you in a place in your life where you can spread love to the people around you. Listen to people. Be a friend to them. You know, when you walk around, when people experience you, let them experience Jesus. Do you hear what I'm saying? Let them experience Jesus. But how do you do it? Every time you wake up, every morning, make a conscious decision that you're going to be Jesus to somebody. All right? So just four habits. Can I invite everybody to stand up? I pray that it has blessed you. Did you learn anything today? Beautiful talk. I'm going to close. And I'll close by sharing with you one of my personal stories. My, our son, Ethan... He's already 18 months old. You know, time really flies by so fast. Parents would know this. And right now, he's, a, he's such a little chatterbox. You know, he loves talking. He loves copying. Everything that you say around him, every word, he'll copy like a little parrot. You know, so we're very careful in the sense that we don't want, to want him to pick up things that are not so nice. So we watch what we say around him. The very first word that my son learned to say is amen. Actually, not amen. It's more of maymen because that's how, how he says it. But it's just one of those words that we deliberately taught him by just exposing him to prayer all the time before we eat our meals. You know, we pray. And then he sees it. You want to see the video, his very first word? I brought a video. Can we show the video? In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's so adorable. But, you know, we've come at a moment in our life now as parents when we don't even have to, to say it out loud, you know, in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We've gotten to the point where we just do the signals, the symbol, without saying anything. And at the end of it, he'll say, Amen. And it's amazing. But we recently had a breakthrough a few weeks ago. I was in the office, and so my, my wife was just sharing this with me, that after she finished preparing his food, she brought the food to him, and then as she turns around to fix the kitchen counter, all of a sudden from behind her, she hears him say, May, man. He was praying by himself. So she turns around, and she sees him eating his food already. It's such a wonderful thing to see something like that, or to even hear something like that. And it made me realize some things. Every good habit that we have always starts as a small seed. It's a small seed. In fact, when you were still a baby, when you were still an infant, when you came into this world, you were an empty slate, a clean slate. There was nothing planted in you. You were an empty garden. But over time, what did your parents do? You know, they planted little seeds 
of good habits on you. Saying please, saying thank you, saying you're welcome, saying I'm sorry. But at the same time, while they were planting good seeds in you, the world was also planting bad seeds. Bad habits that you picked up here and there. Bad habits of depression, bad habits of, of, of bad words, bad thinking, bad attitudes, bad addictions. You're being planted by all those. But remember that you started as an empty slate, as a clean garden. I'm not a botanist or a plantologist or a gardenologist. I don't know if there's even a word. But I do know this. I started doing some research online and asked the question, how do you get rid of weeds permanently? Because the problem with weeds, by the way, bad habits are weeds, all right? The problem with weeds is that when you remove that, it goes back. It returns again and again and again. So my question was, how do you make sure that your weeds are completely removed, like permanently? Only one answer. You got to remove it from the roots. Say roots. You got to remove it from the roots. And some of us here, you know, you've been wondering why your bad habits keep coming back again and again and again and again. But not really realizing that maybe you're just trying to pull it from the top. But you're not really dealing it at the level of the roots. And that's what we need. We need to deal with our bad habits at the level of the roots. But thank God because we got a gardener in this house today and his name is Jesus. What we're going to do right now is we're going we're gonna to come before the Lord like we always do. But I want you to be very deliberate in, when you come to God's presence. I want you to think about all these bad habits that are in your life that you've been struggling to get rid of. And then you ask God to reach down from where He is and pluck that, that weed out from the roots so that you can leave this place rid of that habit that you have. Can we do that as a church? Can we come into God's presence and ask Him to do some things for us? Are you ready? If you are, can you extend your hands? Everybody from the front to the back all the way up there to the second floor, every hand reaching out for God. Father in heaven, every hand here stooped up, reaching out to the heavens. We all have a bad habit, Lord. Each life is represented here. And we pray that your spirit would be so strong in this place that you would reach out with your hand and unroot, pull out that weed, Lord, in our life. That thing, that thing that we've been bothered by, that thing that we're having a struggle with, that thing that has made life difficult for us, that we've been trying to get rid of again and again. We ask you now, Jesus, that today we walk out of this place leaving our bad habits here. Renew us, O God. But we also pray, O Jesus, that you would plant the good seeds in us, seeds of hope, seeds of peace, seeds of love, seeds of mercy, little by little. We want to start slow, and then every day we water it. You water it. We'll do this together, O God. Every time we come here, we'll ask you to water it until it becomes a strong tree that will bear fruit. Our prayer is that when we walk out of this place, Jesus, we walk out looking like you, feeling like you, 
being like you, loving like you, serving like you. We want to be more like you, Jesus, to every person that we meet, every broken person in this place. Make us more like you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Light of Jesus family. For more messages like these, please visit lightfam.com slash podcasts.